Hello, beautiful. Hi. How are you, sis? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing good. Glad to hear. And now we're three. Yes, we're welcoming the the aunties in. The aunties. Back in the day, Tabitha uh, Brown would be like, come on in the room. <laughs> come, on come on in the room. Okay. Hi. Then let's go to church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because he is a homie. And God is good all the time. Yes, yes. So this is a the same old, same old. Nothing has changed with us as far as we're waiting on the floor. Did you know <laughs> that grace is going to always be there? <laughs> the grace has been given. The grace has been given to the baby. <laughs> that, that's what we got to blame it on. Yeah. We ain't going to blame it on her. It's the baby. I mean, both of them, baby. She the baby having a baby. Okay. But in transition. But in transition. In transition. That's how I'm feeling today. Mm-hmm. I'm actually prepared today. I'm ready. Are you ready for today? I'm how did you prepare for today? Because my how I'm feeling is usually on my own spot. But I put a lot of thought in this for this one. Okay. I'm ready. Well, you know, I go by the, you know, I don't ever be prepared, but I got a lot of shit to say. It's going to flow. It always do. <laughs> it flows. Like water. Now watch y'all have shit to say just because I said that. <laughs> I'm like, y'all don't That's be quiet now. When we talk about this family, they were like, what you got to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the case. Ain't man one of us quiet, so stop laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this microphone about to fight. Like, I hear all the little staticky background noise, and it just annoys me. And I feel like y'all hear it too. <laughs> well, you know, all I can say is without way, you are going to be surprised. Very. Oh my god. Because y'all know I'm extra. As hell. So, so you know what I'm going to say too? Someone call me extra and then I don't think, let's not say we extra. Let's say they need to do more. Okay? Hey. We the level we supposed to be on and they just need to get to where we at. That way. I ain't mad at it. Yes. I'm not mad at it. Okay. Grace. Reminding myself, <laughs> and mercy. It's y'all. I don't think y'all. The audience realizes that we are also on Zoom, so um, we are in the process of figuring out how we want to go about so that you guys can see us. But um, we can see Kazia, even though we can't hear Kazia. Um, send me one more, sis. Okay, so we're gonna send her. Ooh, can I send the link while I'm in the app? See, um, here we go. Let me send it to her again. For some reason, Kazia always has a hard time actually getting into anchor with us. It is every time since we've ever recorded. I think this is episode 10, 11. I don't even know, but 
it's but it's definitely i don't think it's anchor so we very appreciative of anchor very appreciative of anchor i think it is um i'm not gonna say it's user error Mm -hmm. it's apple error i'm just gonna say that let's put that out there are we gonna put it on apple no we definitely gonna put it on apple no we're gonna put it on like the wi-fi okay there we go yeah who her wi-fi is with but we're gonna put it on wi-fi Trying to stop us from being great, right? Stop that. It is yeah. spiritual warfare. I'm gonna act like I ain't even put it on that. Maybe it's retro, uh, still in the microwave. Girl, retro is it. microwave, fried, dyed, laid, to, laid the side. to the side. Yes, it might be that. Girl, and just watching her wave that phone is so <laughs> look at everybody with, their, everybody with their little sippy cup. Girl, look, I'm trying to save this little bit of a voice that I have left because I was worried for a minute that I was gonna be over here. Doing sign language to y'all. <laughs> oh, girl, I thought I woke, I woke up. I could hardly speak this morning. I was like, oh, here we go. But yeah, my body does not do good with little sleep. Like, if I don't get enough sleep, my body literally will shut me down. Just like, oh, mm. you ain't gonna sleep, we'll put your ass to sleep. So, oh, yeah, I mean, I feel that you are the one that feel like you ought to energize a bunny until you be like sit your ass down that that's probably what that is exactly. yeah because even at work today they were like you don't seem tired i was like y'all i am moving to stay awake like all i want to do is put my head on this desk i came home on my lunch break and took a nap did it help I you huh did it help you it really helped so much mm-hmm. i'm jealous i woke up late getting back to work and oh. then <laughs> Then was like, well, shoot, I'm hungry, so I made myself a sausage sandwich. I mean, but see, well, that's the benefit. But that's the benefit of being 2.5 minutes away from work as well. Right. So because I was only three minutes. Late. <laughs> see, <laughs> we should later, then just keep keep on doing what you do. Girl, right? You would shit too. I feel like I'm about to crash. I feel it. I had so much energy. I ain't had no energy, but I'm I'm tired too, and then I have to work this whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And I picked up a shift, y'all, so I'm really trying to be on this. No, you didn't go ahead. I'm coming. I can't join. Yes, I am trying to. Okay, so Kazia told us to start without her. She is in her car, so I don't know if maybe she's having an issue seriously with her profile or not. Um, so Wi-Fi. it's a song. You heard the Wi-Fi song? <laughs> it's a Wi-Fi song. Yeah, yeah. they will make a song about somebody else. Oh Lord, Jeez. I'm so out of touch with everything. Damn, that's music. Girl, okay, right. so hopefully she will hop in in about ten minutes when she gets home. So we're gonna okay. go ahead and start. This is Auntie said because he is not here. So that means I'm up first. So this is Nisha. I'm Crystal. I'm Kiev. Oh, and I didn't even tell y'all what Auntie said was. See, I'm all beside myself. We are four friends that get together. We like to talk about what life, love, and the pursuit of happiness looks like for us. Thank you guys for joining us again. Welcome Uh back. And if this is your first time, welcome. I hope you come back again. You're going to love it. I know. Welcome back. (laughs) To this foolishness. (laughs) Right. Right. So what kind of aunties are we today, so, ladies? Exactly. So uh, I mean, we are all one part of the podcast that we do is say what type of aunties we are. Um, and so 
who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. okay. Look, okay, boo. So, it's supposed to be one word, but it's not. So, I've the Tide Auntie. It's real life running on fumes. In the past 48 hours, I've had two and a half hours of sleep. I have so much energy. I don't know why, but I know in very soon, I'm going to pass out and it's going to be over with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to get um, in a few minutes. I'm like, is she sleeping over there? <laughs> Check on you, girl. Right. I was going to say I was a tired auntie, too, but you beat me to it. So, um... You have to. Okay. We can both be tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I, um, live all the way down in the beautiful country of Georgia. Uh, in a little city called Americus, and I, like a dummy, like to think I can do a million things in one day, and so Tuesday, I got off work at 6 o'clock, came home, grabbed my bag, and my plan was to go up to my sister's house, Kazia, and um, eat dinner, wake up early Wednesday morning, help her get the nursery together, and leave from there to go pick my son up to come home on break. And <laughs> had called at 4 a.m. And he's like, I think I had a heart attack. And I'm like, what? Yes. So at 4 o'clock in the morning, I picked my dad and my sister up. We went to Emory Hospital. We stayed there until 1 p.m. Mind you, I was supposed to be hitting the road to pick my son up by 2 p.m. Wasn't it raining that day, too? It was raining cats and dogs. And uh, got to Kazia's house. Me and Colin were exhausted. So I was like, Colin, take a nap, take a shower. And so I worked a little bit at Kazia's house on the baby room. We didn't end up leaving her house till after three, which put us in the heart of Atlanta traffic, which means we didn't get up to Young Harris till eight. Oh, in the dark. In the dark. And Young Harris is five and a half hours from my house. Oh. So we didn't get home till like 9.30. By the time I got home, I realized, oh. I hadn't put sheets on the bed for the child. I hogs out. Didn't really lay down until almost 2 o'clock this morning and realized that I had to be in Leesburg, Georgia at 7, which means I had to be up for work this morning by 6. So I could have like four hours of of sleep. Is that, that's what I'm going to call it. I don't even know if I was asleep. I just know my body wouldn't move. So. Oh. Your girl is your girl is sleepy. She's sleepy. Then you know, went to the meeting, went to work, worked until six, came home, fried my child two eggs, and got logged in for the podcast. So I too also might be over here snoring. <laughs> if y'all hear it, I apologize. Mm. <laughs> oh, and I'm catering an event, so I have to cook tonight when I get off of this. Oh, you Don't just skip past that now. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, so there's a birthday at work, so I have to make my homemade cinnamon rolls. Oh, hours. Then there's a older lady in my neighborhood who has some friends coming in from out of town, and she asked if I could make my chili, some cornbread, some banana nut bread, some zucchini bread, and a really <laughs> salad for them. What? She needs it tomorrow. While I'm at work, which means I gotta cook it tonight. Oh, get to her house in the morning before I go to work, and I have a seven thirty a.m. work meeting. But those are coins, though, right? Those are coins, but okay. bitch is tired. 
Yeah, you I ain't even gonna be able to spend them coins, um, which is good. Which is good, right? Because I need to save them coins. You're right. Maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's what it is. I'm gonna be too tired to spend it. But y'all know me. I also sleep shop. So <laughs> you do. You I definitely do. I got a box over there with some shoes in it that I don't even remember ordering that I need to open. Just then. a little bit of honesty. Just being honest. I think they work shoes though. For real, that's what we're saying. Yeah. No, 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 for real. Because I I had to get some new work pants. Because I'm talking it's about sales, and the pants are too long because I normally wear heels. So I had to get some work shoes that had that's, platform. That's what you're telling yourself. So I'm okay, gonna so put a lot of stuff in my the, car. I am the um, in transition auntie, uh, which I've been in for a while. But this week I felt like uh, it was hey, yeah, test, 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 test to see how you go do. Uh, you say you're trying to be on this journey. Let's see what this thing look like. Um, and yeah, it's been okay. Okay. I'm okay. too tired, but not like y'all tired. <laughs> not like y'all tired. Right. But yeah, so it's been a crazy week this week for everybody. Um, you know, had some highs, had some lows, but we do want to say RIP to Coolio. Coolio died. Coolio died. Yeah, I know. Yeah, being so shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Coolio crossed over to the pearly gates. Yes, he did. Um, I don't know if anyone remember him. Like the main thing he kind of had was dangerous minds. As uh, I walk okay. through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, take a look at my life. And and Crystal, so, I'm so surprised. I, look, I was going to okay. say it, but it's going to be I know black music. I just don't know black movies. The whole reason why, I wish I could have seen Kia Face because I said he was in Higher Learning. The movie, the song came from Higher Learning and they were like, no, it's not. And I was like, y'all, it had something to do with education. And they were like, what? And I was like, because Michelle Pfeiffer was the teacher. Like, I know a little bit. Y'all, I don't watch a lot of black movies. No. I, like, you the blackest one on this whole podcast. I, I, I know. I was black. But Dangerous Minds was not so bad. It was not black. It just, it was not black. Yeah. The star was wasn't a black movie? The no. star is Michelle Pfeiffer. Exactly. Yeah. That's who you remember. Michelle you Pfeiffer is black not black. black. Oh, I'm thinking of Makai Pfeiffer. Never mind, you're right. Child. My bad. Anyway, so it wasn't no black people in that movie? It was. We cool had a couple tokens, but it wasn't like... Um, how you learning? How you learning was? I don't know what how you learning was like either because it's a black movie. Who oh, yeah. <laughs> Your homework for the weekend oh. is. <laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to understand. No, but you know what? We really do need to rewatch. Um, I don't know who I was talking to. Eve's Bayou. Ooh. Let's look at the ticket. Oh, that's the little girl that was like a witch or something. Wait, what was Eve's Bayou about? Okay, we about to be signed. The daddy was messing with a little girl, or he was cheating or something, and the little girl, Journey Smollett, right? Yes. I think I accidentally saw that on TBS. You wasn't supposed to? Yeah. You know, my mom and them was strict. (laughs) (laughs) It's hood. So we, uh, we talked about the side note, but, you know, it's different watching old, get older now. Same as with the songs. We, when you you know, older, and you listening to the songs, it's like, oh, wait a minute, is this what they were saying? Right. So like, it's I a lot of stuff that we probably would catch now yeah. as adults and as women that kind of peep in the scenes on what's going on in this real life, you know, 
not a I don't like I don't want to be like woke type shit. But now that we are understanding of certain things, right, it's gonna affect us a little differently. But it's different. Yeah. yeah, I watched Jason's lyric a few weeks ago. That's one. That's a good movie. But I it, I definitely viewed it different as a grown ass adult. Like, oh, go watch that? it too. But I I don't think I wanted to. <laughs> it was it was still good. The it other week good. I watched You Got Mail, um, and, <laughs> and Tom Hanks. It, it still hits the same for me. It's, it's awesome. It, yeah, I'm just saying. Go y'all stop talking about shit y'all know I don't know anything about. Like, at all. You've never seen Poetic Justice? I mean, Jason's lyrics, my bad. I, With, um, what's Will Swift? Jada Pinkett, the little fine, light skinned dude with the curly hair. Alan Payne. Michael Eaton? That's his real name. Oh. No! Michael Eaton didn't come out until like 2000. Exactly. Barbershop era. Oh, the two. Barbershop two, I think. <laughs> okay, so the reason why we was talking about this was right. because I sent the group a TikTok. As we do, that's our love language. And <laughs> it was talking about... Um, it, was a, it was a man that was talking about a story of how he met this young black boy and um, he was told he was, it was like fall break. Y'all know I'll be chopping up the story and making it different, but it was like a fall break type of situation. And he was helping with the virtual learning is what it was. And he said that how um, the teachers was not giving him any attention and how he was always upset and angry and stuff like that. And so what, because they were doing virtual learning, he noticed that the guy, the little had his hand raised and the teacher did not call him, call on him at all. And you know, one guy had one person would get it wrong and he knew but he did not call on him. And that how that made him feel and how he was angry because of this and frustrated and stuff like that. Is that correct? Is that how y'all got it or anything else I left out? Pretty much if the little boy was saying how um he was a bad kid and he had anger issues. Like he kept saying negative things about himself. Mm-hmm. Because that's what people told him. Because that's what his parents told. Well, his mom told him, and the teachers and um, all the authority figures in his life had told him that he was bad. And so he responded in a way that validated that essentially, right? But mm-hmm. it's not because it really validated it, but because he was frustrated that ain't nobody listening or paying fast attention, right? And so, um, I, I personally. <laughs> was moved by that because um, with my three sons, I have the oldest, Josh, who, you know, I never got a bad report about. Like, just, he was the sweetest, most angelic child, which, because Josh don't talk to people, Josh mind his business. If you don't answer Josh's question, he don't really care. He ain't gonna ask you a question, honestly, because he don't really care. So he never really got into trouble. But then I have Hunter and Philip who were constantly labeled as troubled students um philip especially the first kindergarten first grade was constantly told that he had anger issues and the teachers would like well he's always so angry and i'm like he'll tell me that he's trying to ask a question and y'all telling him i'm not taking questions right now i'm not listening right now and so he would get very frustrated because they weren't accommodating to his learning style so i really resonated with the story amongst my own children um, so that's why I really liked it you can't hear me I hear you 
Okay. <laughs> oh, here. Sorry. Hunter just okay. came in and the dogs were oh, okay. along behind him. I'm sorry, y'all. No worries. Just a yeah. real life happening. That's all. Yeah. We at home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I agree with it. I think I resonated with it because so my son Jeremiah, he's 11, only child, but he's in a predominantly white school district. And I more often than not find myself having to explain to him why, because of the color of his skin, he got to do a little bit more because people are going to expect him to behave or act or react in a certain way. And so, um, you know, he got to try harder than most people to make sure because he never wants that stamp put on him that he's a troublemaker or a bad child. And I don't want him to feel like that. So, I mean, when, when Kiev sent the TikTok, it hit home to me and it it made me, it took everything in me to not tell y'all how I was feeling then and to save it for the podcast. But I felt like this is very so very much so every day for me in the current situation that we're in. And it's sad on one hand that I'm having to explain to an 11 year old that unfortunately because of the color of your skin or, you know, you might be treated differently or expected to behave differently in school and then it's going to impact you differently you know and hoping to prevent him from feeling like the little boy felt where he just was at his wit's end where no one cared no one validated his feelings what he thought but just wrote him off to be a troublemaker or whatever when he's really trying to be engaged or whatever now I don't have like boys but I always felt like I would listen to um I would say Dr. Umar and he will always talk about how um black boys are always labeled for all of that other kind of stuff. And he has to be very careful with the school systems trying not to label them. Um now I do feel that black boys our black kids are all they're so intelligent that and they cannot necessarily be still. So their minds are going. And so it's not a behavior issue. It's a, I'm too smart for this class. Y'all going over stuff that I already know. And then, and they don't know how to express that. So they act out, uh, quotation marks. Right. And it's like, it's their behavior. And so now they label bad. And now on class and stuff like that versus they're not teaching them the way they can be taught or not. You know, stuff like that. So you definitely have to. Oh, you have to be aware of that because sometimes back in the day when a teacher told a parent something, it was law. It was like, mm -hmm. yes, that's true. Yes, uh, you know, I understand this won't happen, blah, blah, blah. Now it's more of okay, which is good and bad <laughs> as far as the teachers, you know, the parents standing up for their child. But sometimes they'd be doing too much. But um, it's still okay to question it. But a lot of times we just need to be aware of it. And I think that us talking about it, and I, I think a lot of parents don't necessarily just be aware of uh, what's going on, probably also because they don't have time to do it themselves, kind of figure out what the issue is, or to take them out and, and have that one-on-one -on -one conversation or uh, figure out what their educational needs are and do that because they're busy working. I would say so much has changed as well. Oh. I think we have another auntie on board. Yes, hey, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> How are you? 
I'm doing well. Sorry, you guys. No problem. So glad to have you. <laughs> One of the yes. things I think also is an issue, though, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was growing up, we were constantly taught to be individuals and think for ourselves and not to follow the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Even the way that we learn, like math, as long as you got the right answer, the teacher, as long as you didn't cheat, didn't care how you got to the answer, as long as you could show your work and you got to the answer, right? it was mm-hmm. fine. And now we are in a society of trying to create like little robots of the same people. Like, this is the only way to do the work do it this way or it doesn't count and you don't hear people telling people to be individuals anymore like the whole thing now is to follow the crowd to be like everybody else to do the same trendy things that everyone else is doing I think also the parenting structure has changed so much um we growing up my family my dad was able to be able to work and bring in enough income so that my mom on the weekends go do yard sales and make a little extra spending cash but she was home but nowadays both parents working they might be working two jobs a piece trying to make do so parents are wanting the schools to raise their kids um, and that's not working out for them because the school system don't care about their kids y'all I apologize about this cat we don't hear the cat Right <laughs> into the microphone, <laughs> y'all looking at her butthole. Wow, that's she wanted my hot toddy. She's <laughs> when the people finally see, I have a safari at my house, y'all. I apologize. There are dogs, birds, cats, <laughs> bats. Like, area, <laughs> we got bats, not in the house though. It's clear. Oh, uh, they flew it. If you open the door at night, they'll fly in, they absolutely will. And then the cat catches them. So mm. <laughs> I, think, I think the way that the education system has transitioned, using your word, she is still trying to get my cup, um, has really had a negative effect on the black youth. Um, so, but that's just my opinion. I agree. Definitely agree. Because um, who's, who's, who's raising them? Who's watching them? But I will say too, I agree. I mean, I'm the oldest in the group, so I was born in the in the '80s. So even in the '80s, your parents still worked, but it it seems like we was able to lean on family. The village was more there than it is now, and that might be yeah. Your parents was able to work, or parent, or whoever was still able to work, but um, it, I think it was the respect of the kids of their parents. They knew what to do, what not to do, not to open the doors, to have this homework done and all that other kind of stuff. I feel like the parents are not respected now. And so kids are doing whatever, what they want to do. And so the way the women and men raise these boys now was different than before. But again, I, I have girls. <laughs> do you feel like the way the girls are being raised is different or do you feel like that's still oh sex? yes yes the kids are being raised different period um yeah and it's not it's not for the best at all I think that I mean I would agree to that to a sense I do think kids are definitely being raised differently but in my opinion I think it's due to uh, our generation of who's having the kids yeah 
strongly disliking how we were done and have promised and vowed to ourselves that I'm not going to do that. And because unfortunately there is no parent book or no, you know, rule book or whatever, we're now doing what we think might be right. And it could be a more fun stuff than our parents in some situations, but we're trying to break generational curses and start new things for sake of not wanting our kids to feel how we felt in the past, I think. Right. Yeah. And then, but then it, also, it also gave us entitled ass kids. <laughs> so I do think now, I can't even lie, I, my own child, and this is something that I work on, he's spoiled as I don't know what. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest struggles, like as a parent, especially a single parent for me, I know that I often try to make up for something I can't control, but I do overcompensate in areas, but I, at the same time, try my hardest to make sure he doesn't feel entitled, but I got to be real with myself. He definitely is a little entitled. Um, He's blessed. I think one thing about y'all kids, like, y'all kids are all blessed, but they don't come off as entitled. I guess as a person who's just now having the kids. But I don't think any of y'all kids act like spoiled brats, entitled. You know, they just they they're blessed. But I yeah. think they have the right morals. They they understand hard work. They I don't know. I don't think they're it's it's okay to spoil your kids, I think. I mean it's a level, I'm sure, that you gotta stop at. But y'all are able to spoil y'all kids. That's good. Or, I, don't I don't know if that's the right word. Like to me, you spoil someone that isn't deserving of something. Right. right. You're just giving it to me. You make an F, but I'm still buying you Jordan and Polo. Right, but these are good kids. They're they actually really it. good kids. Now, don't get yeah. me wrong. Do our <laughs> kids do things sometimes that aren't great? Yeah, because they're kids. They're humans. I'm I'm 40, and I still do dumb shit. Like you know what I'm saying? So I don't expect perfection from my kids. Um, so I wouldn't say that the kids are spoiled or entitled in our group. Yeah, between the four of us, I think they are fortunate, and I don't want my kids. I don't want them to ever have to feel struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like because that's stress. Like that's that's unnecessary necessary stress that they feel. Like because I know for me, part of the reason why I have such bad spending habits is because I grew up knowing we didn't have it. So now it's like you know what? I will work (laughs) 17 jobs to make sure I got it. Because I don't want to have to do without having it. God, this cat's right. out. So, um, she won't go out the door. And I, I can't get up. She put them sheets. Y'all hear her? Yeah, we hear. Yeah, I agree. And and you're right, Kazia. They are blessed. Uh, and, yeah. and we do have good kids. We have awesome kids that deserve it, you know. But mm-hmm. um, it's still, it's more so of, just the balance and how we was raised is not how a lot of these kids are being raised. Um, it is have to do with us because we are the ones raising these kids. Well, all of us, all of us ain't ain't right. All of us ain't mentally there, ain't emotionally there, ain't you know physically there. It's way more mamas now that's leaving their kids than dads. Sometimes this generation that we yeah. have. You yeah. know, back in the day, mama you always never saw it. that. Yeah. yeah, now it's like, oh, it's normal. It's just as much, yeah, it's or almost you, just as much. With grandma, yeah, versus, um, I mean, 
But to get back on topic, as far as these boys, how do y'all make sure you balance that? How do you guys show that your boys are give them the emotional support that they need? And so I know for me, I I go against the grain a little bit, and I am going to say I do. On one hand, if I'm being honest with myself, my child is spoiled and so entitled. <laughs> but on the positive side, what I'm learning is, and this might sound jacked up, but he, I'm learning as he gets older, and it kind of makes me feel good. He really only do the shit to me when he's in public in school with other people. He act like he got sense and come off entitled. But but then is he manipulating me because he knows maybe to get what he want. You know what I'm saying? Um, but back to the question you just keep. For me, like growing up, my parents didn't talk to me. And I'm very visual and I like I'm a question asker because in my mind I'm visualizing it to work. My child is the same way. So I talk to him, not like he's an adult or anything, but I actually talk to him and let him know it's okay. Especially little boys you know, your emotions, but then also to take up for yourself, speak how you feel, don't be silenced, you know what I'm saying, like, which is a struggle, so recently, speaking at the top, Jeremiah goes to after school care, um, I asked shit, that's a whole, he goes to after school, so usually he does amazing, he gets a little smile every day, the teachers are always talking about he's very respectable, all these this one day, they had a black woman in there, and I hate to, anyway, when the white teacher was telling me that Jeremiah had an issue and had gotten a little in trouble, this the story that she gave to me didn't make sense, and I'm going to go to bat for mine, and I'll tell you in the car and in private, why you wrong, but I'm going to go to bat for you in public, because I want you to know I have your back, right? Mm-hmm. But as the teacher is explaining it to me, it didn't click, Right? So I was like, well, I want to talk to the teacher that was there. And so when she came out and after speaking to my dad about it, because I went to make sure to kind of check myself to make sure I wasn't wrong. He was like, unfortunately, black people feel like they can handle other black child, especially in this district where it's mostly white kids. And I feel like that's what happened in this case. And so with Jeremiah, the lady told him, don't kick a ball. It was multiple size balls. And he was questioning, which is something I've actually been working on with him. Because Jeremiah is the child. He'll sit and get in trouble and ain't did nothing wrong, but won't speak up for himself. And for me, I don't want you to be that. I want you to respectfully speak up for yourself when needed so that you don't become the little boy in TikTok that feels like everybody is against you and feels like you're a troublemaker just because you're trying to engage and ask questions or whatever, right? And so, um, essentially, it came down to he was asking for clarification, and I feel like she felt like he was challenging her or being rude, so then she responded in a certain way. And it just, no ma'am. He can speak up for himself respectfully, Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't make him now become disciplined, a disciplinary action or whatever. So 
I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe because of the districts or whatever, but I do feel like, unfortunately, sometimes we are our own hindrance as well as situations because we feel like, oh, I'm going to show you or I know how to talk to you or I know how to handle you when it's really just tearing the child down. It's not helping them, it's not building them, not preparing them for anything. Yeah. So the guy in the video, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay. So the guy in the video, um, he spoke to that, to how um, the authority figures were um, unnecessarily aggressive and combative with the kids because they are the authority figures. And it goes back to how we were raised. Do it because I said so. Don't ask me no questions. You do what I said. So when you have teachers that are of a certain age, they also feel like, don't ask me a question, do what I said. Just do what I said. And unfortunately, that's not a healthy way to be. Like, you should be able to, as you said, respectfully ask a question, gain clarification. Can you explain to me why that's the rule? The problem becomes, there's no reason. You just don't want me to do it. And it, you see it in police. It all, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Get out of the car because I said so. Sir, what did I do? Did I do anything wrong? Get out of the car. Get out of the car. The teachers are the same way. Like, it's do what I said. Don't ask me no questions. Just do what I said. Um, with my boys, I think, like you were saying, Anisha, communication is one of the biggest tools that I have is that I try to let them know, like, hey, um, like Hunter, he got in trouble last year at school oh my god hunter is very big on it's not fair they let so-and-so do it it's not fair and i keep trying to explain to my child you're black life is never going to be fair and for man life is never going to be fair you have locks life is never going to be fair you will always strike out on the fair ball always so i don't care if little john little jimmy little duval little wayne can Mm -hmm. do it if your teacher say you can't do it, worry about yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. Um, so him and his teacher, the teacher that teaches his class, he gets along with her just fine. There's a substitute that does not like Hunter. Hunter is a, she said, her words to me was, the kids in the class like to follow him. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, is he doing something wrong? She's like, no, but it's easier for me to get rid of him at the classroom. What? So he's a leader and you want take that away that part it's easier to put him out the classroom so i can control the class oh wow so i was like i didn't do anything and she went to kick him out the class and he either said like fuck this shit or something he was really mad so they called the school (laughs) the original teacher came back in because the lady was trying to get him expelled because he should have been expelled and the original teacher was like i love hunter this is not gonna happen so she you know called me i'm at work i have to leave work i had just started working my job y'all so I have to leave my job. I come down there. School has let out. And I'm like, no, don't let him get on the bus. Let's go ahead and have this conversation. Because the other teacher was like, no, I want to write him up. And I'm like, how we just moved to this school. There is no other school out here. Like, I can't have him <laughs> get in trouble and get kicked out of the only fucking school in four counties. Right. So um, we sit down to talk. The lady's story keeps changing. And... Like, I had to just be very honest with her. I was like, ma'am, but what did he do? 
to be kicked out of the room. And she's like, and that's when she admitted, like, it's just easier to control the class when he's not there. I was like, I was like, and I'm not trying to be rude, but it sounds like you have an issue with teaching, not my child has an issue with learning. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you cannot control the classroom, that's something that you need to build your skills in. I was like, now, however, my son should have never spoken to you that way. He should have shown respect. And so I made him apologize. And in the meeting, of course, I'm crying because I'm like, Hunter, I was like, these are the kind of things that if this had been a police officer, I begin to call that you have been shot. Right. I was like, these are the kind of things that I tell you all the time. Deal with the situation and come home because my kids have the freedom with me. And if a teacher piss you off, come home and tell me I can't stand that bitch. She's stupid. You can say what you need to say. Get it off your chest. Let's come up with a solution. Let's figure out how to make this where it's not a problem. But I'll give you that grace to do that at home where right. it's safe. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's there is no way to instruct the children because it's a one-sided fight because no one's telling these teachers to do better. And, you know, I, I get excited when I see black teachers, but it's, it's almost like when you see black cops, they yeah. want to be harder on us than yeah. anybody else like, to prove, like, see, yeah, they got these so, That's what I was about to say. They yeah, so you know, it, it's a really tough situation. And the more I look into stuff, like how the school to prison pipeline, like, that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. They are trying to label these kids, get them expelled, go ahead and get them in trouble so that they can go ahead and put them in the system when they don't see any value in your child yeah um and that's scary because as parents a lot of us aren't doing enough to instill value in our kids either mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we're not getting behind them and supporting the things that they love and want to do and and getting up and praising them and I, I used to do something when years ago and i wish i had never stopped but you know get busy forget but every morning before my kids would go to school, we used to, they would have to say back to me, I'm a young black man in the making. I will be great. Like, and they had to say like positive things to me. And I was like, you say this every day because I want it in your mind. I do not want you to forget. And they had learned it by heart, but they didn't step foot out that door without reciting something positive about themselves. Because I knew once they got out of my home, they were going to hear that shit. Yeah. They were going to hear, you stupid, you not going to make it, you, you poor, you this. And so I knew that it started in my house with building them up. And if I don't do my part to do that, then the world is going to go ahead and tear them down. And then I'm going to lose my kids to the streets, to drugs, to prison, whatever. So do y'all think that that's a reason... And I'm going to answer it after I answer, ask. But do you think for what Crystal just said, like, we're so much aware that as, as a man, but especially as a black man, you're, you will never have the same freedoms that you have as a child. So do you feel like that's why we maybe go overboard and allow them to, quote unquote, get away with things? Because they'll, once they hit a certain age... As a black boy, a black man, they're going to always be looking over their shoulder. They're going to always have to deal with somebody thinking they're aggressive or hostile or dangerous or whatever the case may be in society. They're never going to really get to breathe and just like have a 
aha moment because they're so having to constantly prove to society that they're not what society has made them to be. I'm going to take it a step further. As a black child, like I know we keep saying black boys, black girls are not exempt. Uh, yeah, like they are subjugated to the same thing. Mm-hmm. At a certain age in most black homes, you are expected to go to college, get out, be on your own or start paying bills. You know what I'm saying? Like our children do not get the same the same yeah. luxury of being a child. Like right. just even with police officers stopping you because you're walking through a neighborhood, they don't do that to white kids. Right. I had police bust into my house at 2 a.m. in the morning and draw guns on me and my three kids because there was a black man in the community with drugs and we were the black family. The assumption was he was at my house. So we sat there with guns drawn on us Mm. at two o'clock in the morning. And this was three, four years ago. My kids were teenagers and and Philip was like in third or fourth grade. Like that's, that's their life. We lived in fucking Kennesaw in a house that just sold for four hundred thousand dollars. Like I wasn't, I wasn't in East Marietta in the hood. Right. I lived in a stunning community where you paid for your shit. Like, and this was the reality of their life as fucking children. You know what I'm saying? All for them to sit there and hold guns on us until another police officer said that they found the man on a street over. Wasn't even at my fucking house. But they came to my house. And the only reason why they came to my house is because we were the black people in that neighborhood. It's they couldn't tell me why they came. They had no reason why they needed to come to my house to do that. They knew they just wouldn't speak it. But again, to so to drill it back into the topic, but that's just the unfortunate thing. Like we have to have these very unfair conversations with our child to prevent them. And I feel like unfortunately the little boy in the story he didn't have a mother or a father for whatever reason not that he didn't have one but for whatever reason whether they're working have others whatever he didn't have a parent instilling in him that you know he was going to be great or whatever regardless of what these people thought it took a stranger to come about which is why unity whole different subjects but it took a stranger to like be able to detect that hey you don't really have an issue you're not bad you're just being isolated unfortunately because of color you're being you know thought to be this way because of your color or your skin or whatever it is like and that is a sad reality that we have to have conversations with our little boys and girls at such a young age have y'all ever heard how early children notice color and race I like the statistics, huh? I want to say like at the age of two. I know they and yes. a long time ago they did a study on little black girls with white dolls and black dolls. Yeah, and they, they even the white doll because they said that the white doll was beautiful and that the black doll was not right. And they would say even though the black doll looks like you, and they were like, yeah, but she's not pretty. But they also, it wasn't even months. about it wasn't they, even about um, that thing too um, with the baby dolls. It was also, well, who is the good child? They would point to the yes. white. Who is the uh, bad child? They would point to. 
who's who's not who's a smart child yeah right. who's dumb stuff like that so it's not even just a, um, the look the look exactly they said six months is that's the earliest that a child knows his skin color and at five years old kids start to have racial bias if not sooner if y'all saying absolutely. two but they say like literal like racism like are just feeling inferior a lot of that happens like that's kindergarten that's just crazy to me yeah but i, I believe it but it's just crazy yeah i believe it but that's, just, that's your upbringing though yeah that's, yeah that's and that's just crazy that kids can learn to be to be racist like five years old you already know how to be hateful oh, yeah that's, that's being seen well, flip it to the other way. Maybe you realize at five or six years old that not how to be racist, but that unfortunately... That's the word. Right. Now you're the one that's having to encounter and endure all this unnecessary treatment, unfair actions or whatever because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. And I think they do realize that early, like, hey, mm-hmm. you ain't right. Like, you know. And at some point they realize that unfortunately it is their skin color, the inequality of it. Your Part of it. supposed to be in the school system to help build you and you know make you into something but if your teacher the person that you spend majority of your day with picks over you calls over you looks at you like you stupid you know well I contact with you and I see you but I ain't fucking with you essentially I'm not gonna call on you I'm not gonna validate you I'm not even gonna give you a chance to be right or wrong like that's got that's tough you know what I'm saying yeah. So let me ask this question. Um, yes or no? Was segregation good for the black community? No. That was Crystal. Yeah, Crystal says no. Nisha says no. My reasoning for my no, though. Kizia, what do you say? I don't think the intention of it was good, no, but I think some good came from it. I hate to do that kind of answer. I do think I could find some good that came from it, but no, the intention of it, of course, was evil. So, no. <laughs> I don't know. What's your answer, Kiev? Um, I'm trying to, because everyone said no, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I asked the question right. <laughs> um, I think it was good for mm-hmm. our people. You think they intended for it to be bad though? Like they didn't mean for it to be good but some they good didn't came mean from it. it. I think um, the whole thing was separate but equal type thing but it was never equal. Right. But I also think that we thrive because we just so fucking dope. You know what I'm saying? But we was also had our own doctors, had our own lawyers, had our own teachers teaching all of those type of things. Had our own everything. Your bankers, you you know, the money rotated in the black community way more than it does now, but yeah. Black Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I think, that's what I was saying. I think some good came from it, because we can do what we can do. They didn't want that to be the case. <laughs> I'm debated though, because just think on some real shit. Because your mental is is, it controls you. So, if we had not been segregated, having to use the back door, having to sit in the back, having to constantly be feel, having to constantly be made to feel as though we're not equal to, we're less than, mm-hmm. I think 
would have stood together more. I think we would have had more self-worth, self-value. We as in everybody, the human race, or we as in black people? We as in black people. I think, unfortunately, out of the cultures, when you look at every other culture, we don't stick together like others. And I think that's a lot of it, a lot of the reason. We were segregated from these people. Then we can go even deeper, the colorism into the light skin, dark skin. Mm-hmm. You got hair, you got this hair. Like the separation go, it went deeper than just separating me from the front to the back. Like yeah. I even still yeah. that I'm less than because of whatever reason. And that carries me, that follows me. Like yeah it is good I think it fucked us up like I think that's why we don't have unity why we can't come together because some one of us gonna always think we better than for whatever reason when yeah. all on the same playing field like we all in this together and we I think to me segregation was a trick that worked because yeah. we're so <laughs> with one another yeah. based on them telling us we're not good enough to be with them so but see that's the thing too it's like fuck being with y'all we over here with us and we have good things too if it was equal as far as if the playing field was equal we had the same amount of land we had the same amount of everything because with that black wall street them niggas was them niggas as in white folks was borrowing from our banks go ahead i'm sorry so here's my thing though and this was my point and you kind of hit on it it never was an equal playing field. Right. Mm-hmm. So segregation was not good for us because, yes, we had Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had Black Wall Street. But we had, like, four pockets. Right. Mm-hmm. Four little cities that we could thrive in. We still couldn't go out and thrive anywhere else. Do you think because we had the the Black Wall Street, they were going to be like, oh, yeah, y'all come on, bring y'all black asses over here and move in with us? No. We were going to be stuck in those pockets. We wouldn't have had the ability to go out and move about and do new things we would have been stuck in our own little corner as far as like copyrights and trademarks we wouldn't have had access to things so i don't think segregation was good because is everybody okay what's wrong nina can y'all hear me i hear you yeah we was froze on my side but yes, I hear on my side. What happened to Nisha? I see her now. I can see her, but I think she might not be on the podcast, maybe. She is on the podcast. I, uh... Yeah, she on there. Why is she? I don't know what's going on. That's got me nervous. But I just don't necessarily think... Oh, no, Anisha is not connected. Yes, she is. No, she's okay, not. She just not. dropped off. So something <laughs> was going on on her, her end. Well, where is it? She's frozen again. I think she's trying to get back on. I, okay. I don't think it was good. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying too. Yeah, yeah I do. I was say both. I get. The, I like, see both I sides. It. Yeah, I, I definitely we, get it. I think I we oh, we of, did. Our, yeah, yeah. What you think? I think because of how dope we are, we did we, something with it. Right, we learned and we've overcome. But I mean, if that's the case, if we're gonna say was segregation good, should we ever have been brought here? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, right. should we ever have been brought here? And then it, if you look at certain tribes of Africa, is that the lifestyle that y'all want? I mean, I don't even know uh, all of that for real, for real. That's the only thing about us. We black African-Americans, we're black. Uh, we're black. We're dope as fuck. But I do feel that we are creating our own culture versus having the traditional culture of our peoples. And to me, that is something that I wish we would have had. 
um, but we don't. And but but because we're creating our own African American culture and people still stealing that shit, um, <laughs> you know, I just wish that we had more cultural things. Um, that's all. That was a good yeah. question, though. That was definitely yeah. Good. I do. I it's do, a conversation starter. Yeah, sure. I agree with both. I I do agree with both. Yes, it was never equal, but if it could have been equal, um, I I think I wouldn't mind us being separate. But if it had but, been equal, we would have never had to be segregated. See, like that's the thing. Like we wouldn't have had segregation if it had been equal. Because that's the case. They could just like, hey, y'all can have the West Coast, we we'll have the East Coast. Go be great. I feel they like would, we would still be. It would be a couple people that would be scattered around, but I think we we tend to still be with our own. But how successful are we? Because of segregation. That's not because we want to be with our own. Right. It's because for some it is they want to be with their own. I don't I don't necessarily feel safe all the time with my own. I mean, because look at Chicago. We kill each other. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, don't necessarily always feel safer around my own just because they look like me. Uh but they say skin folk ain't always skin folk. The whole history will be different though, because I do feel I do feel like um you know, y'all are talking circles. So I'll be watching this thing called uh, Black AF and how everything goes back to slavery. So I do feel that um, it would be different. We only, uh, I feel like we only are like that because of our choices and our options that we don't have. And it's the frustration of life that gets people down. And so they, we wouldn't have come here. Like, right. Africans weren't coming to America. We'd just be Africans. We wouldn't be African Americans here to be slaves. I get that. And I'm okay with that. I would have been okay. I'm saying, like, again, I ain't never been to be like, yes, no, maybe so, to Africa. It's not about Africa to me. So when I think about it, I think about slavery. Like, you brought me here to be your do nigga, to do this and do, do to do all the shit you didn't want to do and that you felt like you was too worthy to damn do. So now I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it for way less than you would do. And you're going to smile on my face, but I'm going to be the nigga behind your back that's just cleaning dishes. You don't value me. You appreciate me in my face. But again, I think that's a cultural difference with blacks and whites and all entities because they can put up with us for business and to get things done even if they don't really fuck with us if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a good what if because we don't know what the outcome would have been because again, the only reason why we had segregation because we were brought over here. So either we'd just be Africans in Africa. With whatever <laughs> tribe we're a part of. So some of us might still be in loincloth. Some of us might be living in the big city. We don't know. Um, I don't know. That's that is a good if, though. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. But, but either way, we would still be with our own peoples. But it's to tie it back into the topic. Thing, no, see, okay, two things. Nina, you're saying it would be toxic? No, I was saying to tie it into the topic, like as far as the inequalities of education. I don't think, I think if we were not segregated, I think it would still be the, I think if even if we weren't segregated, it would still be the same. Like, because at the end of the day, in my opinion, the white man, the average white man does not want us to succeed 
for whatever reason. So I think we would have still had things withheld from us or, you know. I think we have our own. I mean, I think so too, but at the same time, while some of us are successful, the majority, that's not the majority. Uh, But I feel like, I feel like the reason why it's not the majority is because the mindset of that person that's been beat down and they would not have been beat down if we would all had our own shit. I think, but I wait, think so even then, do you do you really think though? I don't know. I, and maybe it's just so embedded in me. I I just still don't think. I think there would have still been some type of limitations. So to even go back to the Black Wall Street, the Lake Lanier, aka Oscarville, all the places that thrived, those places don't exist anymore because because they did everything in their power to take that from us. So I think even if segregation hadn't gone through, we would have had so much other opposition that we would still be in the same boat. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking rose-colored glasses type of situation, but um, I do feel like I be wanting to do that now. I'm like, I don't know why we all in Atlanta. I don't know why all these rappers can't get together and get West End. You and just brought up and let that be our little black area, but you know. But that's also the thing. Do you think that just because look at the rich blacks, okay? Like, not like we're doing okay, but the rich, the Beyonce, do they want to go to West Wayne's, but <laughs> Oprah's. How much of their money are they giving back to everybody? Like, just because we would have had our own don't mean we would all still be doing great. There would still be class systems. Mm-hmm. We would still have the, well, you dark skin, I'm light skin. We would still mm-hmm. have issues because that's human nature. Because even with white people, you got the wealthy, the blue collar, the white collar, the redneck, the white trash. There's levels to whiteness. And you don't see CEOs hanging out in the trailer with Uncle Bubba and his two teeth and his hyena for a dog. You know what I'm saying? So even if as Blacks we had our own, do you really truly believe as you can see Black people that you know that we all would have stuck together and just been like, I got you. I got you. Or would we still have issues, but now the issues would be amongst ourselves. Which means like, because at least right now, if we decided to be a collective, we could fight the white man. If it was just black people, who the hell are we fighting? Each other? Mm-hmm. Why well, we gotta fight anybody? Like, I do believe... Because we gonna fight because Beyonce didn't get rich and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go back to Texas and build schools and homes and but see y'all still thinking of of the mentality of the people that fucked up that's what i'm saying like but that's human nature that's right because even in africa there is class systems in africa yeah and that's not because of what the europeans did when they came over and stole america that's human no matter what culture you go to Mm -hmm. there's class systems because as people we tend to think we're better than other people Right, because at least I'm not as bad as her. Because at least I work harder than him. At least I got more cars than them. Mm-hmm. That's human nature. Are we taking human nature away from black people too? Because just because we are all together, 
bro, that's not gonna change shit. We still kill each other. We still kids in school fighting, black kids fighting each other. Why? Because he got the new J's on. Okay. We're gonna be humans no matter what color we are, whether we are around other races. So separating us from white people doesn't fix our problems. We have to fix our internal problems where we don't support each other. Where we don't I think all of those internal problems stem from slavery. But the Africans weren't never slaves. So the people in Africa weren't slaves. Why do they have those problems then? People in in Africa weren't slaves and they're not talking about killing each other over no shoes, no materialistic shit. They kill each other over goats. (laughs) They do. Africa has murder. We're not gonna sit here like like Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that either. I get that. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is if there was no segregation, we'd still be in Africa. We'd still be in class systems. I, I just don't think segregation not being segregated. I feel like segregation inspired us to do better, to to want to, like any should say it, prove that I can do it too. I can be better. I think I think if we look at it, we can see it more inspirationally than having to harp because I do think sometimes as blacks we like to oh Jesus I don't want to sound like Kanye hold the fuck up <laughs> come on with the Kanye spirit you go absolutely fucking not because we, we do not fuck with Kanye here just letting you know and if that's a problem you you gotta listen peace Kanye is trash um I, I don't but, really know all of his situations because I don't know fuck. Kanye is trash I'm depressed too. I take medication too, and I ain't out here saying white lives matter. Like, right. Kanye is trash. But he also selling shit, and that could have been a, a publicity situation. It was definitely something to it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he worried but like you did it. It's not us. Right. Yeah. You hurt your people. You could have sold Black Lives Matter t shirts. That could have been Black Lives Matter. You're not going to get the same reaction that you just got. Exactly, because mm-hmm. you're not trying to be in the same class as us. Because you are willing to risk your own people for a reaction. And That's a dog. buffoonery Both and buffoonery. He a coon. Yeah. He a coon. He can go back with them Kardashians and do his coon shit. He can shuck and jive for them. You are not impressing me, sir. Um, dang, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I do sometimes worry, though, as black people, we will use blackness as a crutch. Will well, this happened because I was black. No, you made a bad decision. This happened because you did something wrong. Now maybe you got caught easier because you were black and they suspected mm-hmm. you. But wrong is wrong. Don't use oh I got in trouble because I'm black. No, if you did something wrong, you did something wrong. I agree. With um, that. Like I have mm-hmm. people where I work. Oh, they didn't give me a loan because I'm black. Bitch, your credit score is two hundred twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you a loan because you don't pay your fucking bills. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't we didn't pull your race. We pulled your credit. Right. But we like to be able to well they, it's cause they racist. And it's like, ma'am, your credit sucks and you make seven dollars an hour. Like you tried to buy but an I infinity. You know what I'm saying? You trying to buy an infinity that's nine hundred a month and you only make six hundred a month. Like yeah. are you living in your car? And are you gonna sell some ass to pay that other three hundred dollars? I'm confused. So I think sometimes we do have to be very, um, be real, real honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not, 
fall back on being black as an excuse to not do better. No playing victim allowed. Right. No, I, I agree with that shit for sure. I just didn't want to come off sound like I was saying some Kanye shit because fuck that nigga. Fuck Kanye. <laughs> I don't like black Yeezys. Right, like I can't get on my nerves. Oh, I hate that nigga. But I do pray for his mental health if he even got mental health issues because I think that might all be a show too. Who knows? Kanye ain't been right since his mama passed. Don't think, I think that did it. I do think that had something to do with it. But you know what? You're right because he used to really appease college dropout. That was for us. Yeah, that no. He, I would say his music used to really like the old Kanye. Okay, so let's look at Wayne then. Wayne did the same thing. He didn't get stupid and racist, but what he did start. Lil Wayne came oh, out, you know what I'm saying, was doing his just regular rap music, and then all of a sudden he wanted to start being skateboarder. And no, he went to where the money was. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm not falling for Kanye. Is he saying black? He saying stuff about uh, about black people? No, 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 no. I he, I ain't saying that, but I'm saying oh. like taking his music in a way to appeal to where the money is. Right. Kanye's a smart businessman. I don't mm-hmm. think Kanye Kanye mama passing, I don't think has that much to do with it. I'm sorry. Like, cause I ain't seen this nigga grieve yet. Exactly. That part. He still hurt. I really do think Girl, it's to his mama. Girl, bye. And Shut the up. guilt that he felt. Hunter. You still mad at me? Thanks so because his whole purpose in life was to marry Kim Kardashian and he did that. He didn't say his damn mom. Why you say that? He said that. Yeah, he wanted he, he wanted her like way back. Long time ago. That's before like before she married the Chris guy. Friend. Before yeah. she dated when she was with Reggie. Yeah, he wanted her a minute ago. They were friends and Kanye yeah. is a publicity whore. But I'm not going to say he not hurt. I don't know. But he did want Kim for I'm not saying he not hurt, but I'm not sitting here falling for no, okay, his mom passed away and so he nutted up. I think he saw an excuse that he could use and he took full advantage of it. He he jumped on the opportunity. He was like, hey, they going to forgive me because I'm mourning my black mama. They going to rock with me because of my black mama. Well, Donda or whatever the fuck her name is, R.I.P. Um, Fuck Kanye. Fuck Kanye. Because my thing is, she's probably <laughs> mad as shit her damn self. I guarantee you she'll be like, man, if I could just get my belt and whoop his little stupid ass, she is not proud of him. You right. Like, boy, if you don't sit your little black ass down somewhere, that is not what I taught you. Your mama is black, and she died at the hands of white doctors doing plastic surgery, and you walking around with White Lives Matter shirt on? You should have had a Donda's Lives Matter shirt. Oh, I ain't even think about that. That's kind of deep. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you are not even respecting your own fucking mother. Like your mama is a whole black woman, bro. Like no, Kanye is trash. Kanye, Kanye is trash. Free R. Kelly. They can have Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, on that note, I'm just playing, y'all. Yes. Audience, I'm just playing. I don't fuck with R. Kelly either. I don't even listen to music no more because you can't be out here fucking little kids and pissing on me. I was just joking. I just wanted to like me. Y'all know yeah. I always gotta say yeah, something. Yeah, so silly, right? Y'all know I always gotta go left to like the mood. That's my job. 
No. Only because I literally just had a conversation with someone the other day that validated his whole everything because it's not unusual for 15-year-olds to talk to 19-year-olds, and that's what they do in Cal in, in Chicago. No, nigga, sounds like you're a predator too, because you're okay. <laughs> mm. Mm. I really feel like the people who sit there and argue that have a little bit of like, oh, I did that shit. And so I don't want to feel guilty. And I'm like, I'm going to try to normalize it. And it's like, no, sir, absolutely not. You know, I debated the fuck out of the conversation, even though it's way off topic. And it ended with, on that note, my nigga, I'm going to just end the call right now because you're a predator is what it sounds like. Exactly. Like, I don't feel <laughs> safe around you with other people. Right. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm -hmm. But anyway, well, y'all, we don't need 72 minutes. We don't know. Um, we gonna put a little work in. Any any uh you know closing thoughts, closing remarks? Final words. I, I have one. Um, because at the end of the day, it's sad. Whether it's because of segregation, whatever the cause may be, it's sad. Um, for me, it absolutely breaks my heart on one hand that I'm having to constantly tell my 11 year old, "You can't do this, and you have to do this," because once you become a man. If you don't do this and you don't do this, this could unfortunately end your life. Like things that are not normal for other races and that's having to be instilled in him, but it's very necessary at the same time. So it's unfortunate. Um, and it's definitely unfortunate in the case of you're supposed to be going to a safe space school to get more to fill yourself up, not empty your bucket and you go and your bucket is emptied and you're taught to believe that you're less than or not worthy of because of how someone's treating like it it sucks um and it definitely unfortunately creates a cycle in my opinion with the black man i agree i think too this ain't my closing thought but <laughs> it sucks that you're required to go to school and then be mistreated that part. School's a requirement. Like, if your child don't go to school, the parent can go to jail. But you mistreat my child while they're there. Like, who who wants to go and be a part of that? Like, that's sad. Um, My closing thought is parents, love on your children and still value into them at home. Also, be as active as you can. If you can't get up to the school, email, call. Send the teacher a little, you know, here. Here's some ream of paper and some, some fucking expo markers because... I know shit is expensive and I thank you and I appreciate you. Um, but do your best to be as active as possible. When the teachers reach out to you and say your child has done something, I'm not saying go in there and beat your child, but tell them I'll speak with my child about it and we'll come up with a solution. And then get back to the teacher and be like, hey, I, I spoke to my son. He explained it to this, this way to me. You said it was this way. It seems like there is a little discrepancy in um, what is happening but we did have a discussion i did let him know that what my expectations of him were these are my expectations of him if we do not meet those please feel free to communicate with me further because being open with the teacher it makes it a little bit easier because they know like okay this parent is uh, cares. yeah they following up yeah so. and active yeah i file a grievance quick <laughs> go to bat for mine Girl, they know me on first name basis. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal, I'm calling you for. Okay, yes, ma'am. We can talk about it. Let's do that. Yeah, they know me. I got the principal in my back pocket because you ain't finna do my baby. Art teacher's gone. PE teacher was about to be gone. 
Music teacher was up next. <laughs> the list. <laughs> no specials. Um, my closing thoughts is exactly like uh Kasu said as far as loving your loving your kids. Um, it's okay to spoil them. Um, it's okay to for them to feel that they're blessed. We have to teach them more at home than what they are being taught. Um, and love on them, like you said, and also agree completely. The school systems need to know that it is an active parent at home. Um, that is, you know, their partner, but also will get up on them too. So don't disrespect my child and they go, well, let me know what's going on type exactly. of situation. But definitely, we definitely need to pay attention to our kids and give them as much attention as possible because they will seek it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And I would just say, in the words of my favorite rapper, Tupac, uh, Thug Life, the hate you give little infants, that's everyone. And so, as y'all said, loving your kids, it starts at home. Like, it starts young. And yeah, it's scary, like Nina was saying, because that's something I think about having a son. Because um, actually, we got his name from the movie The Hate You Give. The little boy's name was Khalil. That was the first time me and Drew heard it. Too. Like, and we liked the meaning of it. And in that movie, he was killed by a cop. So, you know, it's just, it's scary. Like, what? raising a young black man. The but, Hate You Give. It was a book the and then it turned into a movie. But that's it's, the meaning of Khalil? No, no that's not the meaning of Khalil is friends. But the meaning of the acronym Thug Life is The Hate You Gives if the hate, okay. the hate you give infants f's everyone. Or you know, that gotcha. was Tupac's little meaning when he said thug life. But okay. in that movie, the little the boy's name was Khalil, and that was when we like looked it up, and you know the whole storyline. That's a really good movie. If anybody listening haven't let your like young black kids watch it, that's a good movie, y'all. So, but yeah, loving your kids, y'all. We gotta we gotta take care of them, take care of ours. So, this is a good one. And one closing thought, guys. Um, we are in the middle of October. November is coming. Please get out and vote. Please. Get, I, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but please get out and vote. Think about your children when you vote. Think about yourself when you vote. Research the candidates. Make an educated decision, but please get out and vote. Because this is school board. Vote on school board stuff, too. Like, Don't just get out and vote for the governor or the mayor vote for your city councilman, vote for a school board, vote. That shit matters. Very so much. Please make sure that you are doing your part to help further the community so that you can see the changes that you wish to have. Um, and also, don't be afraid to be a part of it. Get involved in your community. So, on that note, ladies, it's been fantastic. <laughs> I love y'all. Thank you guys for joining us. To our audience, we love you as well. Please make sure that you interact with us. I know we say it every week. We are going to get better (laughs) on the whole social media stuff. Um, I do know there's a friend of mine who is starting a, um, she started her own new business and she does social media. Her name is Joy, J-O-I. I cannot think of her um, handle right now, but if I figure out how to tag stuff into it, because I'm really considering us, you know, getting a quote to see how much it would cost to have her handle our social media because that's a job, y'all. I choose to do that for T. That's a job. Um, so 
it, it takes a lot of time. And then when everybody's busy, it's just hard to get it done. Um, so if anybody out there is trying to get into something like that and you want to do a little internship, we'd love yeah. for you to test out on us. Um, you know, <laughs> and we would definitely shout out your business uh, to, our to our 109 <laughs> listeners. So, you know, right. <laughs> thank you a little bit. Um, but yes. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.